What's going on, everybody? Welcome back. This is episode 25. So we've gotten to 25 episodes without me giving up. So I guess that's doing a pretty good job. And today we are joined with none other than second year journalism student at ASU, multimedia. She takes pictures, she runs social media pages. She really is a jack of all trades. Susan Wong. Susan, how are you doing? I'm doing fine. It is Friday morning. Um, big news coming out of ASU today. Cal ASU game got canceled. So, yeah. <laughs> Why did it get canceled? COVID? Yeah. It's, I heard, actually, it's a funny story because I actually overheard um, someone talking about this yesterday. I was just sitting in Cronkite in one of the like, computer labs and I was just working. I like, it's probably on Zoom or something. And then I heard this kid just screaming over there like, I heard there's like 20 people that got COVID and the game tomorrow's, uh, Saturday's going to get canceled. And I was just sitting there like, that, like he was like, this is internal. Like he was talking to someone else, but he was like screaming it. And I'm over here like nosy. So I was like, hold on. Like, did I hear that right? <laughs> but I really hope everyone, you know, recovers well because the cases are spiking and it's just not good because, you know. Yeah, we gotta be, we gotta be the first to hear this stuff. That's, that's the, the duty of journalism. Uh, so speaking of COVID, you know, because this is the question that I've asked, like everybody that's come on here, we we all like kind of have had to stay at home at some point, or at least stay at home more. Uh, and you know, everybody's kind of gotten some kind of new activity going. I mean, I've started doing some things. Have you picked up anything like a new hobby, something you you find yourself doing a little bit more now that, um, or maybe not, because since you're at ASU and you're you're kind of occupied with school, anything new going on with you since COVID? Honestly, I just have been a lot more busy, like working, school, um, got involved with a bunch of organizations and clubs, so having to do a lot of that, a bunch of Zoom, <laughs> like I'm just feeling like I'm just on Zoom all day, like, um, but I don't know, it's it's like it's different I don't know like anything that I I don't think I've really picked up anything new honestly it's just doing a lot more and a you know so yeah so growing up in San Francisco what kind of prompted you know your love affair with with sports how did you get involved what did you kind of what did you kind of fall in love with when it came to athletics yeah um well my parents neither of them were really into sports at all so they were really surprised that i like really had this like um love towards sports uh, i guess i started like fourth and fifth grade playing volleyball you know and then middle school i drank drag, softball soccer you know everything except basketball which is literally my biggest regret not playing basketball i regret that to this day <laughs> like it's middle school basketball so it shouldn't have meant much but i was just so intimidated and i didn't i was too scared to play so coming into like my freshman year of high school, I actually like tried to go try out for two days. I went to two boot camps or whatever. And then I was like, oh my God, I'm so intimidated. Cause obviously these girls have played club basketball their life. So it's like, okay, yeah, no, this is it for me. Um, I ran across, so I ran, so I ran cross country um, for three years, uh, freshman through junior year. Uh, and then in the spring I played flag football and ran track. Um, Long story, um, I tore my ACL my freshman year playing flag football, so I was I didn't actually really run drag that year. Um, and then sophomore year recovered. Um, instead of really running track my sophomore year, I threw discus and shot put, but I still ran cross country um, in the fall. Junior year comes around, I'm like fully recovered, you know, ready to like you know win a championship or something like that for flag football. Uh, 
go cross-country season went well. We go into flag football. Three days before the first game, I break my ankle, um, have to have surgery, and now I have a middle plate and six degrees on my ankle. So, and then I was like, all right, recovered through that, and then did shot put into this um, besides, you know, towards the end of the season. Senior year comes around, I'm like, I've been training and working out with the guys all summer in the weight room, um, lifting and stuff. And obviously I went to Lowell. We didn't have a really big team at all. We didn't like barely had enough players to have like field the team. Um, and I was interested in playing um, football with the guys. So I made like a really big decision, like whether I should like uh, run cross country for the fourth year or switch to football. And <laughs> funny, I, I literally made an Instagram poll and asked people like, should I play football or run cross country? And because people started to play football. So senior ended up playing football. Um, and then spring, spring I did track and uh, play football. So that is like a very long story. Uh, but yeah, I've played sports for since like, I guess, elementary school. I didn't realize, like, I don't know, my parents just never really into it. They didn't put me into any sports or anything, but I just found it as like a way, like an outlet for myself. Um, because I guess I had a lot of energy and anger as a kid, so it just like made sense for me to go into sports. So yeah, that's that. That was my my way into sports. So let's get back to football. So you and someone else made lol history when you became the first female player in team history for football. Is that right? Yeah, apparently it is. <laughs> like, um, there's yeah, there was a. It was our. I think this was a, it was a Friday night game, and I think it was in, up in Santa Rosa. Um, I played receiver. We, well, we both, like, we practiced as receiver and safeties, but we both played as um, receivers. I think we, we, start, we played in the special teams that game, and throughout the season, I think we, we uh, technically played receiver. Our team never threw the ball, so, like, literally we were just <laughs> running out there as distractions. But it, it was fun. I think the game, the, the game's experience was, like, it wasn't as like I feel like what I got the most out of playing football was practices and be, like bonding with the team, the coaches, like all the things that you really learn from football. Like those lessons, like really stuck with me, and it's not, it's, a, it's one of the best decisions I ever made. Like playing football, I mean, people are like, whenever I tell them, oh yeah, I played a season of football in high school, they're like, what? I'm like, yeah, I'll tackle football with the boys, and they're like, huh? And I'm like, yeah. Some people don't even realize that you can do that, and I just was like yeah, no, I, I thought it would be cool. And, you know, I wanted to, you know, get in shape for flag football season because that was my main sport. But it was just, it was a crazy experience. Like, um, I I didn't, like, I, the crazy part, my dad, I don't think he's to this day knows that I ever played football. Like, this was, <laughs> yeah, I don't think he knows. Because I, well, this is, <laughs> this is probably not smart of me, but I made my mom sign my physical forms and told her to so cross country. She doesn't speak, neither of my parents speak English. They wouldn't know. So I had her sign in, told her it was cross country, turned in my forms, first day of practice. And, then it, and during practice, I'm like, shit, if I actually get injured, my mom is <laughs> going to find out because they didn't want me to play any sports anymore after I already, you know, had two major injuries within like three years span. They were like, no, you can't do any more sports. But like, obviously, I went against them <laughs> and I went and played football, which is probably like the most, <laughs> it's like the most injury prone, I guess. And I'm already an injury prone person. So it was just like, a lot of things, but it was definitely one of the most like fulfilling, most like coolest experiences I actually got to do. And like having another girl there definitely helped because we were able to like partner with each other during like drills and stuff. So I wouldn't have to go hit like 200 pound guys. Like, <laughs> it definitely, it made sense. Um, and like, I was like, hey, if you, if I play, will you play so that I don't have to, you know, 
because it was it, sometimes it's also like weird because some guys are like they don't want to hit the girls and stuff so it's 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 a whole thing but it was it was definitely a really cool experience yeah yeah i'm sure and uh, that's so great that they had no idea your parents had no idea what was going uh, on my my i told my mom like the day like the next day i was like shit mom i'm playing football but like she was like tell, trying to get me not to play and stuff and like you know, I was trying to keep it from her, and she, I, she was like, we can't tell your dad. I was like, I know, we can't tell. I mean, so I don't think you ever found out. I, Most of my family honestly doesn't know. I think probably it's just my cousins, my brother, my mom knows everything. Everyone else probably just thinks I, I played flag football. So I don't think they know <laughs> that I played football, and it's kind of a little secret, but it's, it's, it's fun. It was fun. <laughs> yeah that, that's a great like th like if you're ever playing like any like party games or whatever that's something great to have in your back pocket just to throw yeah i played football in high school um so that's definitely cool um and at the same time all this is going on you're also the editor-in-chief for your high school newspaper you're editor-in-chief for three years is that right no 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 um so i started out as a reporter my sophomore year i didn't i didn't end up joining because i wanted to join my freshman year i think it didn't work out with my schedule or something so I didn't join to my sophomore year, um, was a reporter. Honestly, my sophomore year, I think I worked on one story, but it was like a really big story. I had videos, graphics, everything. So like, that's all, like, I really honestly spent most of my time playing Madden Mobile during journalism class. So I really wasn't doing much journalism work at the time. I just was like, you know, I wanted to write and stuff. And then my junior year, I started getting into photo a little bit more because um, I was covering the football team, actually, really funny story. Um, no one else really wanted to cover sports. No one else really cared about sports um, in journalism. Obviously, I loved sports, and I was like, "Hey, I want to go cover this um, football." I want to cover football. We didn't have a photographer going, so I was like, "Let me bring a camera and go shoot the game as while well, you know writing and stuff." So they're like, "All right, go ahead. You know, I'll props to you." And then I came back, and they're like, "Oh my god, you're good at this!" And I'm like, "Yeah, this is really fun." And then I guess I kind of shifted gears um, into you know. Uh, more photography but I was still writing and then um, with that I guess came more responsibility as like you know spring spring semester came along and I, pr I got promoted to sports editor I guess not many people really cared about sports again like it was really hard to even try to get people to write about sports and so, some of <laughs> I no offense to anyone but it was some of it was like what did this like this doesn't make sense <laughs> so it was it was kind of it was kind of tough um, seeing that but Senior year comes around since, you know, everyone knew that I was very multimedia, did a lot of the web stuff, um, especially with, we, did, we had, a, we got a new website my senior year, so I did a lot of the designing on that, um, and then page layouts for magazines and stuff, so yeah, I got promoted to EIC, and um, it was cool, it was really, it was a lot of work, I honestly can say, I spent literally, I skipped classes to be in journalism, like, I would literally not go to my like other like normal classes and be in journalism all day. I would sit there in the journal room all day. And like, it was like, I honestly went to school so I could play sports and do journal. Like all I really went to school for my senior year. I honestly, like my other classes, I, it was, my attendance was really bad <laughs> in all those other classes. I really only went to school to do journalism, which honestly worked out. Cause I mean, here I am now majoring in sports journalism. I don't know. That was a very long answer. I don't even know if I answered your question. <laughs> oh, that's great. But uh, no, I'm kind of, yeah, I definitely know the feeling of skipping class to cover story or whatever. Um, as you, as you may know, Reardon, my high school is actually co-ed now. So we broke that story and um, I skipped the PE class. 
I we had baseball workouts. I couldn't go to those. We ended up staying there to like nine, I think, at night, like waiting for the board meeting to be over. And we tracked down the president in his office. It was really cool. It was a really cool experience. It was like we were all like stick out. So it was like yeah. how they do it in the movies. So it was pretty awesome. Um, and I actually found out, like, I, I recognized your name when I first came across your Twitter uh, page. I knew that Lowell was a pretty successful newspaper. So how important was, you know, managing the staff uh, and getting to getting that experience? How important did that help you when you when you transferred into college? I think it really, really helped me because um, with the Lowell, we were a news magazine and online website and we did a lot of social media stuff as well. So. I was able to like shoot photos, edit ma uh, magazine layouts, you know, go to games, do social media. I mean, uh, me and a friend like followed the girls' basketball team to their playoff game out in like I, mean, I forgot where, but like we just followed them and did social media and like wrote stories and you know, it was just a cool experience where I got like a very all-around like diplomacy and everything, design from design to like photos, like even a little bit of video, graphics, data, like we did so many, oh my God, these surveys, like getting people to like fill out surveys, getting all that data back, inputting all the data and then making graphs and charts and writing stories, editing, like all of that was very, very helpful in me coming to college. The only thing that obviously I didn't have, um, we didn't have was like broadcast. So like that was something I came into college really wanting to do. I mean, now I'm like, eh, do I really want to do this? Because <laughs> it just, it, now it kind of shifted back to like, I, I really like going back to my like storytelling and photo like roots. And I'm like, kind of really like that. Um, but it definitely like all the skills that I was able to acquire throughout that time, like really helped. I mean, honestly, it all started like in middle school. I was on yearbook. Um, my sixth and seventh grade year, I was just like, you know, one of the only like sixth and seventh graders um, on this yearbook staff. And then my eighth grade year, the advisor left. And then I was the only person that had ever done yearbook um, on that staff my eighth grade year. And that was like the first year that I literally had to like take charge and like honestly do a lot of it because like our new advisor was like a 70 something year old like lady from like Florida. She didn't know oh anything. <laughs> she didn't know anything about yearbook or anything. She was teaching English and I guess she was assigned to do yearbook and she had really no clue. Um, and from then I guess that's where like my like fo like like you know designing photos like not as much writing copy but it was just like you know doing all that like really started and that was like a really fun experience for me and it's something I'm kind of proud of because like I was in eighth grade like I was like a 13 year old kid doing all that. So it's, I feel like that's where it really began to like me, like trying to like learn all these types of different skills and stuff. Cause I think that's like one of my biggest goals is like being a jack of all trades or Jill of all trades, I guess. Um, like having like experience doing all these different things, doing all these different, using all these different programs and stuff. It's just something that I really like want to be able to do, you know? So when did, cause I know people that, that, um, you know, have wanted to do journalism all their life. My buddy Taylor Worth, who's the beat writer for the Niners and, and Giants for SF Bay, it was kind of it kind of just came to him like, you know, he didn't know what he wanted to do. And that just kind of, you know, in the middle of college, that kind of stuck out to him. Some people are are failed player. Well, failed. That, that's not fair because um, <laughs> I would fall into that category. Uh, some people are, you know, ex-athletes that, that go into it. So what category do you fall into and, and when did you start kind of getting the idea of this is what I want to do? 
I think I fall in multiple categories, honestly. Um, I I did art for four years in high school, so I really loved graphic design. And then I guess I really fell in love with photography. So when I was applying to colleges, I applied for a bunch of different majors because I just had so many interests in all these different places. So everything from like environmental studies to like journalism in some places, communications, design, photography, like just a very wide variety. I just knew I wanted to go into that creative-ish field. And then I was like, okay, yeah, of course I love sports. And like, you know, actually shout out to my friend Henry because he's the one that like recommended that I apply for ASU. And he was like, the sports journalism schools are really cool. You know, their deadline's in like July. So you have plenty of time to apply and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, I'll check it out, you know? So I guess I really wanted to go into journalism. I don't, I, I mean, I did it throughout high school. So I kind of knew that this was like a possibility. Um, at that point, I kind of was thinking like, you know, broadcast would be kind of cool or even writing. And then I really got into like the, I started figuring out, you know, sports social was kind of where I really wanted to head towards like more recently, honestly. And because um, like, I just was like, wow, I really liked being on social media, you know, Twitter, you know, designing graphics photos. And like, that was like, and that was like, you know, it encompassed a lot of the skills that I had and that I really, you know, wanted to work on. So in that sense, I've kind of shifted a little bit from like the traditional journalism to more of like the um, social media side of it. But I think, I don't know, like, I don't have like a specific when I really wanted to start doing journalism. But I also, I guess, like, I did play a bunch of sports. I guess I was at the ex-athlete thing really makes sense. I know a lot of my peers are also very, like, also ex-athletes who obviously couldn't make it to the, the college level and beyond. And Obviously, sports journalism is a way, like, for us to be able to stick into sports. I think that's what, like, I really looked looked at. I was like, being in sports journalism would allow me to stay in sp the sports world without actually playing the sport, and I could cover the sports, you know, and still, you know, be able to do all these different things surrounding sports, which I really want to, you know, keep doing no matter, no matter what. Yeah. That's my thinking completely. Uh, so is there any, any news or media people that you kind of look up to that maybe that you read, you, you look at their pictures quite a bit. Um, is there anybody that you kind of look up to in the industry? Um, I guess from the beginning, I guess Maria Taylor, I think she's just such an icon and, you know, like as like a black broadcaster and like, she just does so many cool things. I mean, there's a lot of people in the industry that I really look up to. I honestly cannot think of names right now for some reason. But there's just so many people that I follow on Twitter that I'm like, oh my God, um, what's her name? Brie Lewerke, she's a photographer. Like does, she does a lot of basketball stuff. Um, there's a lot of people and I just cannot name on my head right now. But yeah, there's a lot, like uh, if I go on like Twitter, like there's so many people that are in the sports world, um, sports industry in general, like whether they're like sports marketing, sports PR, you know, all that, I just, honestly think that any like anyone that is up there I'm just like every time someone like kind of big follows me on Twitter follows me back on Twitter I'm like oh my god oh my god like I freak out and I'm like this is crazy and then it's just like they're just a regular person that you know is on Twitter like I just have to like tell myself that but it's like I've looked up to this person for, you know for a long time blah 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 and like it's just funny like it's like wow like I'm definitely like you know, make like starting to like grow my brand and stuff. So like making myself like more known, trying to get myself out there, get my work out there. But it's, there's, there's quite a few people. There's a lot of like really dope social media people that I really look up to. And a lot of people in AAJA actually, like, um, I guess like I kind of found them this summer um, through their virtual convention, through AAJA's um, fest. 
and a lot of them in the sports task force are super dope people and they're just like really awesome and they've done some amazing stuff so it's just like a lot of people to look up to and a lot of big shoes to fill <laughs> as the next generation comes in and you know fills in these spots but it's crazy yeah for sure so tell me about Cronkite because that's somewhere where you know definitely I'm thinking about transferring into pretty soon um given a kind of an assessment on it what's it like what's the culture like um and and how would you tell any aspiring person that wants to get into journalism to go there i definitely recommend it i mean if you're especially if you're trying to do sports journalism i think this we in phoenix we have all the four major sports so and you have asu sports i mean obviously right now with covid everything sucks but if we like put COVID aside, I mean, my freshman year, I was able to, a lot of people, all of my peers were able to come in first day, be able to shoot games, um, make video packages, write stories, like all of that your first day and have access to all these ASU players on these different teams. And just being able to like learn from the first day, I think it's like a very like boot campy like um, training, like they train you from the first day. So you're not just listening to like journalism lectures all day. Um, obviously you do have some of that, but it's, you really like get your hands on. And that's what I really love about Cronkite. Um, I guess the culture, it's pretty, it's all right. I, th I think it, it's very, I mean, this field is very white male dominated. I always say that, but it's, it, it's true. Um, it's, hmm, I don't know. I, I definitely do very much enjoy my experience here though. I, I really feel like I learned a lot just in my first year, um, at ASU, at Conkite actually. Um, and I was able to shoot like a dozen different like games. I got to go shoot the Pac-12 women's basketball tournament, which was like crazy. It was like a cool, super dope, dope experience for me. And I, I don't know, you just get a lot of experiences here that I feel like other journalism schools that may not have a sports focus like uh, as, as as much of a sports focus on I guess um but and I don't know it's in a cool place it's you're we're not that far from Tempe it's like a 40 minute light rail um so game days are great and it's 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 weather's nice <laughs> I, I don't know it's it's pretty cool I like it yeah, what, out uh, <laughs> what's the biggest what's the biggest and by the way good to know that I uh Good to know that I don't imp that I don't really help the demographics there. No, but uh, <laughs> uh, so what is kind of the difference coming from San Francisco? I know you mentioned weather, and that's probably the big one. I know a few people that have gone there. That's probably the big one that people mention is weather. Is there anything else like big difference compared to San Francisco and you know Phoenix area? I guess I had a little bit of reverse culture shock. I mean, a lot of people, a lot of people I know here that came from very white dominated like areas or like in the suburbs or in the middle of middle America and stuff like that, or just different places. Cause I mean, SF is super diverse. I mean, I went to a high school that was 60% Asian, which obviously is not very diverse in that sense, but like, it was just like coming from a place where, you know, it was mostly not white people coming here and it's mostly white people that was like a reverse culture shock for me and I was just like oh my god like this is kind of weird but I guess I was really very lucky and blessed to be able to find a group of friends that are like very diverse and stuff and I don't know it that was like my culture shock I guess the weather also hit really hard for me because coming from SF where it's like 50 60 degrees and we're like you know that's regular hoodie weather and now I mean honestly I love the weather here because I like the heat um and it, it just, I don't know, it was, it was really hot in the first, like, I think my freshman year, because we were out a lot, because we didn't have COVID, um, like, trying to block us from doing anything, game days were, like, we were just in a 
it was like a sauna like it was thousands and thousands of people stuck in like a little like student section and it was just, everyone was like soaked and everything it was like hundred like 15 degrees and stuff um and you can, i guess we didn't have that experience this year so i, I can't really complain about being it it being so hot right now because right now it's just cooled back down it's in like the 60s and 50s again but i think the weather was like a big draw too because i really also like when i was like looking at colleges i really also wanted to go to Oregon I think that was like the school that I was like dreaming about going because like Oregon sports are like I, don't know, I just looked up to that and then I was like but it rains all year and I hate the rain so I was like all right I guess I'm gonna go to Arizona and it was just funny how it all worked out for me to go to Cronkite I literally applied to like 16 schools I think I didn't know where I wanted to go and I just didn't do much research on each school I just was like let me just click all the buttons especially on the CSUs and UCs I just like click 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 and I was like, whoever accepts me, I'll decide then. So it narrowed me down to like SDSU, ASU, and uh, Oregon. And I was like, well, I applied to ASU the last. They they got back to me the first. Like it was just like it was like kind of like, is this fate? Like you know, they gave me a scholarship. Uh, like no other school really gave me a scholarship. So I was like, you know what? I'll consider it. I'll go to Phoenix, Arizona, which I never imagined growing up in San Francisco. I thought I was going to go to UC or CSU. Like, I never really imagined, like, leaving California. But it was kind of, like, kind of also really wanted to leave the SF bubble to, like, really get a sense of what the rest of the country is really like. Because I knew once I go into the real world and start working and stuff, I'm going to have to experience, you know, a not outside of the SF bubble or outside of the Bay Area bubble where things are a little different up there. <laughs> So there's a, you're telling me that there's a bubble outside California and in San Francisco. No, I'm just kidding. So I know you probably mentioned this, but out of all the things you do, writing, multimedia, photos, social media, what would kind of be your dream job? Like a dream job in sports media. Just, I'll give you the, the go ahead here. Just dream big here. Okay. Dream gig in sports. Media. Um, I want to, I really currently i really want to do like something that's like social media for like a team or a network or something i think a team would be more fun like traveling with a team doing social media photo graphics digital like all of that like i think that could combine a lot of different things that i really like because photo is something that i really like you know there's there's obviously a little bit of writing um to it there's like storytelling and I'll, i need to work on my video skills honestly but like graphics I love that. I love, I just love social media. So, I mean, I'm on my phone all day. I'm on Twitter all day. Like, it's just, it's a whole thing. But, like, that is, like, kind of my dream. I really, like, earlier on, I really wanted to, like, do broadcast and go into that route and, like, do reporting and stuff. But I just feel like I just kind of hate writing on deadline, honestly. Like, I hate it. I I just freak out, and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to, I have so many good interviews. I don't know what to put in, and it just, it, it just is, like, crazy. But, yeah, I think social media sports is like, that's the realm I want to, it's the realm I really want to go in, whatever. I don't know what exactly dream job, like exactly to the, that dimension, but I guess just anything in that sense, especially with the team, um, NFL, NBA, that'd be really dope. Honestly, like football, basketball, and track and field are like my big three sports, so we'll see. We'll see where I go. Yeah, there's some, there's some <laughs> professional teams that have really, really good, like social media presence, like you could tell that the person running them is just really fun. And then there's some teams that just need a lot of work <laughs> and then you could tell. Uh, so that's definitely a good, a good route yeah, to go the down. Suns, bubble suns. And it's, you know, the, the coolest thing is all three of the people that are on, I think um, that are on their social team are all Cronkite alum. And I, I thought that was just so cool. And we actually, 
I think Concat hosted a panel where they came and talked to us, but it was just like, oh my God, because everyone loved Suns. Like their Twitter is just the funniest thing ever, like, especially when they're in the bubble. It was, it was hilarious. Um, also, King's Twitter is really good too. There's a couple of teams that, that, you know, are really, they stand out to me. And there's a couple of teams that, you know, they're kind of forgotten. <laughs> yeah, no it's crazy. <laughs> it's really crazy because if you, if you look back like 15 years ago, this wasn't even a job. And now, like, it, it's amazing how much it's grown. Um, and they do a lot. Like, I've seen a documentary about, um, I don't know if it was a full-length documentary. It was, like, a little short video about the Red Sox social media team and what they did. And, I mean, they were on their feet all day. And it, was, it looked like a lot of fun. So, I think that's a really cool job. So, in terms of taking pictures, take me through kind of an athletic event, how you would get ready, like a routine to, to get ready, to get yourself in position for, for shooting a game. I miss, I miss having that routine so much. I mean, I get to shoot a volleyball playoff game tomorrow, which I'm so happy about, but like, um, spring semester last year. So like early this year before COVID, so like January, February time, I was, I was over in Tempe every week then shooting like five, six events, like every Saturday, Sunday, I would literally spend, I literally leave in the morning, um, so I have all my gear packed up, um, uh, my backpack, laptop, SD cards, phone chargers, hard drive, laptop chargers, like everything, all the gear, you know, ready to go. Uh, it is a light rail or Uber out to Tempe and I would go, you know, whatever it was, like it was water polo, basketball. I shot mostly women's basketball, but I also shot like, I don't know, tennis, um, softball, different things, whatever it was. Um, so I'd go out there, um, get set up in the media room, um, get my settings ready, especially if it was like a basketball game, I'd go in the gym, um, you know, during uh, warm-ups or whatever, shoot around, um, maybe sometimes I would be like quickly post some stuff onto social, um, and then I guess game would start, and what I would really try to do would be, you know, shoot the game, but I also really wanted to post, it on, like, post updates on like social media as well, like to like, you know, really put in that sort like, put in like my uh, multimedia aspect of it. So I'm not just like shooting games the whole game. I really wanted to like, you know, post stuff on social, post graphics or like just game updates and stuff just are like kind of like kind of live tweeting the game. I just wouldn't be able to like fully, fully live tweet. I would do like, you know, quarter updates and stuff like that. Um, and like try to put in photos as well, like right away from the camera. Um, it was really fun. Like I really enjoyed like that adrenaline of having to do all those different things, um, sitting at the, you know, based on waiting for the Wi-Fi to load or different things like that. It just is like, or waiting, waiting for the photos to like um, upload and stuff. It was, it was crazy. It was hectic, but I really liked that. I really had that process. And right now I've, I've shot a couple events and games. I shot a volleyball and a cross country meet, two cross country meets actually, since we've come back um, so this semester. And I feel like I've been a little bit off. Like I just haven't like, you know, I hadn't before that I hadn't shot like a game in like six months. So I just feel like my skills have been a little dropped off a little, my process a little bit off, like going back into like editing or like I usually at those basketball games, I would like shoot photos while there was timeout or whatever. I would delete the ones I didn't like really quickly, you know, continue shooting. So I wouldn't have so much look through after at the end of the game because we would need the, the photos like right after the game so they could get uploaded um, with the stories because I was working with a writer and they would write the story. I would send them the photos and it would all get published like a couple hours after the game and stuff. So it was, it was, it was like a very like, go, 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 boom, boom process. And I just, I really miss that. Cause I, I think that was the fun of it. And I would honestly, I would, I would be in Tempe sometimes from like the morning all the way until like 11 PM. And then I would just go like, if the game was over, I would go like sit at Starbucks and like edit real, or like sit um, in, I don't know, in Tempe, just editing on my laptop, getting it all up, 
and then going on like it was it was so fun like I really missed that like honestly at that point I didn't really have a social life I literally spent all of my time during the week at school whatever work blah blah, blah. and then weekends was all dedicated to going out and shooting games and it was so fun like I really missed that having the, the chance to go every weekend to go shoot different sports like I tried to go to as variety of sports as possible I never shot a hockey game I never even attended a hockey game before that so I got to go shoot like a hockey oops um swimming water polo tennis you know a variety it's just it's really, really miss it <laughs> gymnastics yeah I never shot gymnastics for you there so that was a very fun one yeah sounds <laughs> sounds a ton of fun so I read your resume and it's probably the neatest in preparing for this interview uh, it's probably the neatest resume I've ever seen ever. It's like all put together. And I mentioned that you're fluent, you're, you're fluent in Mandarin and Cantonese. So that's extremely valuable, especially since there's a ton of, uh, of need for, for bilingual uh, reporters and, and media people. So have you had to kind of use that in your, in your professional career yet? I have not, not that I remember. I really wish I could. I know here at ACU, they do have a bilingual program, but it's in Spanish and I don't speak Spanish. I took a semester of Spanish in high school, dropped it so that I could have the first period off because I just cannot get to school in time ever. Um, <laughs> my time management skills are not there. Um, but I, it was Chinese and Mandarin because I'm a native Cantonese speaker. I grew up speaking it. It was my first language. Um, and then I did Mandarin, like I learned Mandarin through Chinese school for like 12 years. So like every Saturday I had Saturdays and sometimes even Sundays I had Chinese school. And that was throughout my entire schooling up until like the senior year or junior, I don't know, senior year I think. So I like Chinese Mandarin are like, I don't know, my, I don't know, it's my secret weapon. <laughs> it's in the toolbox in case I need it. And I've always like, even when I was in high school, I was dreaming, I was like, hey, like I could honestly, you know, if journalism doesn't work out, I can go be a translator or something like that. Or like, even like, I know like NFL and NBA are really like pop popping off in China right now. And like going and doing that would be super cool. I met, actually it was funny story. I met someone at the Pac-12 tournament who um, does a lot of like stuff for like, I think he's like Pac-12 China or something like that. So he's, he actually went to ASU and stuff. And so he like does content and stuff in Chinese and English. And I just, I was like, that's really cool. Like I, I definitely could look into that. Um, one thing I am afraid of is I, I don't really, because no one really here is speaking Chinese to me. So I feel like I'm going to lose it out here because I'm not using it as much. It's just like, I'm like, oh my God, I need to like use it more or else I'm going to lose it. But yeah, it's, it's definitely a super valuable skill. And going back to the resume thing, I'm like a super, like it took me, you see my earliest versions of my resumes, it was a joke. Um, but like I, that one, I guess I started, like it was like, I honestly probably pulled an all-nighter in one of the editing bays in Cronkite, sat there all night, I was like, I need to re-edit, probably for like a, I don't know, probably applying for like something, and I was like, I need to make my resume look really nice and stuff. Sat there for hours, designing the entire thing on InDesign, like just slowly going at it and like making sure all the lines are like straight the spacing is even like all of that I just was like super into like you know making all I guess it's it's the I really like doing it in high school too with like page design and stuff for um news magazine I could sit there for hours just fixing little things that people would be so frustrated but I was like I love InDesign like I will use that over like um illustration photoshop and stuff like that people were just like why would you use InDesign? Like you have Illustrator and stuff, but I'm like, I love InDesign. Like it just makes so much sense to me. Like everything has to be like straight and like everything. <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of obsessed over it. It was, it was, it was interesting. <laughs> I'm horrible at InDesign. Really, really bad. 
so whenever in high school they would ask we would have work days and we would have the days where we'd have to get everything done for the newspaper i just that was like the the the, the choking moment right there so that was in design i gotta learn my it favorite thing. <laughs> yeah I, I have to yeah. i gotta figure it out soon and back to the spanish thing yeah that's why i think that the mandarin and cantonese it's extremely valuable i think because everybody's running towards spanish i mean that's what i was told to do and i took I, two years of spanish and oh, it was so rough it's so hard learning another language um, it's hard learning it at an older age. I think since I was I was exposed to it as at a at a really young age because Cantonese and Mandarin sound entirely different. Like and like Cantonese, I knew since I knew a, I was speaking it and stuff, it just made it easier for me to learn Mandarin and stuff. But my like for example, like my brother, he it wasn't really into learning it at all. Like right now, he's struggling to speak with my parents because he can't really speak Cantonese or even like Chinese at all. It just kind of sucks because it's like I I'm glad that like my parents like forced me to do Chinese school and forced me to learn all of it because I really like honestly I enjoyed it and I knew I knew from the beginning that this was valuable and it was going to be important in the future because I knew how things were looking economy blah 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 like I was I was as a kid I was I guess as the older child I was like always like that always like made me like more, it made me more independent in, in that sense that I was always thinking with that mindset like having to like help my parents like translate documents or mail whatever I was always like doing all that like I grew up really like I guess I like matured really young like having to do all that for my parents and stuff. So my brother got really lucky, I guess, and now kind of like turned, I don't know, it kind of flipped on him because now he doesn't really understand Chinese. So it kind of sucks in that sense. So I just, that's why I like recommend for like parents and stuff to like put their kids in a language like earlier on because once you get to high school, it's so hard to learn it. Cause I know so many people in my high school really tried to get into like a language, like, cause you know, you're forced to take a language in high school. It just was like really difficult, and you're, you're again. You have to take a language in college, and I got super lucky because I took AP Chinese, and that knocked out 20 credits for me. Straight <laughs> up, I like basically skipped a year of college, saved like that much money, and that's why like now I'm on track to graduate in four years with two degrees because I was able to save all that time, not like taking this dumb language. Like everyone dreads taking Spanish here. Like everyone that I know is like, oh my god, it's like the worst. Like it's all online and it's all blah blah, and I'm like. I'm so glad that I was exposed to learning Chinese at a young age, was able to take the AP Chinese test and like completely knock that out because it saved me a whole year of college. Like that, that just like, wow. Yeah, that's great. I'm, I'm limited to me almost Steven. That's like, that's, that's kind of my, so I, that's, I, 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 that's all Spanish I know. <laughs> yeah. I could introduce myself to, to people, but I mean, <laughs> good luck after that. Anyways. I have some rapid fire to end it here. I have four rapid fire questions here. Uh, and I don't know why I call them rapid fire. You can take your time answering these. First of all, what TV show could you watch all day? And I know you don't have, a, uh, I know your, your time's kind of limited, but TV show that you could watch all day. Let's hear it. Um, I really used to be into Quantico and Blindspot. I think both those shows ended, so. <laughs> Um, right now, I'm watching This Is Us as it comes out. Like, it's such a great show. Um, makes me cry. Um, <laughs> what else have I been binging? Um, I don't know. I just binge. I don't really, I honestly feel like I don't watch that much shows or movies or anything. Oh my, this is not rapid fire at all. <laughs> but yeah, I just watch whatever, whatever, like whatever is like on Netflix once in a while. Whatever people recommend. Not yeah. really like not sure. like, I haven't I don't have like I think the only show that like had a bunch of seasons that I watched like 
was probably like the Fosters. Um, I was into Criminal Minds for a while. I really need to, I haven't watched like the entire like series. I need to start from the beginning. I've watched like see, like different episodes here and there. So, yeah. Yeah, I need to watch that too. Next one. If you could go anywhere in the world, where would you go? Oh god, this is a hard one. I want to go everywhere. <laughs> that's, <laughs> I literally want to go everywhere. That's that's I guess that's my answer. That's a good answer. All right. What is played heavily on your playlist right now? Um, I've been listening to the new Future and Uzi album, <laughs> the Big Pluto X, Big Pluto, Big Pluto X. I don't remember what it's called, but that whole album. Um, what else is? Yeah, I think that's most recently. I just because it came out last night, and I just been playing it all day. Cause like, oh my god, this is so good. So yeah, I'm a huge Uzi fan. Like I've been listening to him since like high school. Like probably like maybe middle and freshman, middle school and freshman year. I was super into him, and before like before he even blew up, and I'm like, I was I was there in the beginning, like when it all started. So it's pretty cool. And final question for you before we wrap up here: What is one thing on your bucket list? Oh man, that you want to complete. I guess um, I want to shoot a Super Bowl. I want to shoot an NBA Finals, um, an Olympics, something like that. That would be kind of cool. I like cover one of those, like cover all the big, um, big sports championships and finals events, stuff like that. That's a great one. Yeah, my my like under the radar one that's possible right now would probably be kayaking in McCovey Cove during a Giants game. That there's when when it was really hot like and and the giants were in town that one week this year where it was really hot i missed an opportunity and i can never forgive myself but there's time i'm gonna do it at some point it's gonna be great and um i really want to go skydiving that's, that, that's a good one that's a good one too i would definitely that's go skydiving. basic answer though that's what i feel like everyone would say so i was like i'm not gonna say that <laughs> yeah skydiving is a good one for sure all right, Susan, thank you so much for joining me on RizzoCast. I appreciate it. Where can people find you? Where Do you want to plug yourself? Yeah, uh, my Twitter is at SusanSong underscore because I can't get the one without the underscore because the person that uses it does not have any posts or anything. It's frustrating because I'm <laughs> – and on Instagram, at SusanSong, and my photo account is at SusanSong photo. So, so that's where you can find me. Great, and you guys could follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at RizzoCast. Thank you guys for watching. Have a great day.